Welcome in to DNVR Bets Daily. Happy Monday, and especially happy Monday for my guy, Professor Dre, the math magician. Yeah, there you go. It was a six and three weekend for my guy. I went three and three. You know, what can you do? I wanted to get back in on the abs. Like, I got to get above 500, but there wasn't really anything on Sunday. Lord knows I don't bet on the Bundesliga. Uh, and so I'll take my three and three. You know, you can never complain about 500, but hey, six and three. How did it happen? Take us through it. Like, I feel like it's like a post-game interview here how did you do it <laughs> it was really the kbo it started off with a great four in one night we uh i would the the heater got cooled off and then i got back at it and uh no th- things went really well this weekend it was a a great night for the kbovers here as i try to find my picks and that's fine um and then the ufc went quite nicely and that's really where we want to get going no yeah, absolutely. UFC, great card, uh, and a big shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook for giving us a free fifty dollars as they as they have been known to do. It's you know very nice uh, draft clause, yeah, if you will. Much. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was the obviously main card, main fight, main mm-hmm. event, and uh, Amanda Nunez just absolutely took care of business. Uh, didn't get the knockout of Felicia Spencer, but just dominated her. I like. Yeah. I, there was a point where I felt bad because. Spencer was in a position where she had to attack mm-hmm. because she was losing the fight. Yep. But it, the entire fight was just a series of her trying to attack Nunez and just getting clocked. And it was like, it was just this catch 22 is like, if she, anytime she tries to do something, she just gets punished for it so heavily. And so she was just, she was just stuck. And every time yeah. she tried to make a move, she got countered twice as hard as whatever she was doing. And, but credit to her because she stayed up oh, the whole fight. God. And did not want to go out. They had the medic checker in that fifth and final round. She still stayed with it. Tough, tough gal. Because I know we both would have won a little money had she just gone to the pavement and stayed down. But she kept coming back up. This is a gal who has now faced, uh, faced Chris Cyborg for three rounds. And now uh, Amanda Nunez for five. And withstood the barrage from both. So really impressive from her. I got in on a nice little parlay to take Nunez to win, win by TKO or KO or DQ, and to win in the third round. And I was feeling really good by uh, the end of round one, and then it just didn't happen. Yeah, you call it a nice parlay. I call it a loss. No, it was a loss. (laughs) (laughs) No better way to put it than that. Yeah. Uh, Working our way down the card, the fight after that or before that was... Asunsao Cody Garbrandt. Yes. Cool. Knockout of the night. Unreal unreal yeah um and you have a funny story because you were watching on mute <laughs> don't make me talk about this <laughs> um, so for a second you know what since you're gonna make me talk about that then i am going to tell everyone that you 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 were on both sides of felicia spencer and uh that's true and nunez so I, I did. You, you gave up ten dollars i gave up ten dollars and i did it i stood strong until the announcements and I was like, man, I'm already I've already acted tonight as if I had this extra forty dollars in my account. I'm not gonna take the risk. What's what's ten dollar insurance? That's fine. I was thinking about it in hindsight after watching that fight. Obviously, Spencer oh. never had a chance. No. Um, but I was thinking about what the real strategy would have been, and maybe we'll deploy this another time, mm-hmm. is to put fifty on Spencer. 
So you're you're just mm. foregoing, you know, the free money on the the heavy favorite, but you're saying if the upset happens, you're coming back with, you know, what would that have been? Uh Yeah, I mean, nice chunk of change there. Right, <laughs> like, a lot of yeah. money. Yeah, a lot of money, right, cuz she was coming in at what like so plus like 600? 300 uh, oh, I think she was like plus 450 okay so three four hundred dollars that would have been more worth it in my opinion to to roll that dice that's a good point i like that a lot yeah instead of just wasting my money on uh at least 20 maybe you know if you put 20 on it then you you double up if the upset happens right at least there's more juice the other way to kind of incline you to do that right it's not just uh i'm hedging either way and it's no fun but you live and learn yeah i guess that's true and uh okay so what happened was, yeah. <laughs> what happened was, uh, I'm watching the fight. It's on mute. Yeah. I didn't see the introductions. Uh-huh. So I come in, you know, 10 seconds into the first round. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but the entire time I just had the fighters backwards. Wishful thinking. I and guess. yeah, I guess. But it was like from the start. And so I thought all along, I'm like, oh, Asun Sao is just. He's, he's fighting great and then he gets the oh no he doesn't but garbrandt gets just this incredible knockout oh, i mean an absolute bait job he waits till the very end of the round and he just he's like ducking in the corner you're like oh, what is yeah. he doing oh. and he just explodes out lands one on the jaw night night yeah fight over with at, literally at the horn at the horn and we thought, like, this happened in the Gagey-Ferguson fight. End of round two, Ferguson gets him with an uppercut. Gagey, you know, goes down, mm-hmm. but not out. Mm-hmm. Asun Sao was out. I mean, the commentators were talking about him snoring. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, what Garbrandt's doing is loading everything behind his left hand. Yep. I mean, that was a that would have left Coors Field, so to speak. Uh, so, yeah, that was insane. Um Garbrandt, man, he couldn't one even of those stay on the stool. Oh, I know it was so brutal, so rough. And Garbrandt, one of these guys who can get sucked into, you know, just mano a mano, real battles, not having the crowd. He played within himself. He played a good tactical game, and he really got Asunsao there at the end. So, what can you do? We we took the veteran in the end. We lost. Yep. All right. What else was on the card? I'm. I'm... Then the other toss-up, it was oh, Sterling Elijahman Sterling yep. against uh, Sanhagen, the, the Colorado kid, which, of course, I neglected to mention on the show because yep. my control, my control find function did not help. So, uh, yeah, and that was a quick one as well. That was way quick. That was one of the quickest we had all night. That was our first main card submission, I believe, that we've seen since we started covering these. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yep. Wow. That's wild. And I've seen it. Right. I mean, we've seen them attempted a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. But usually, you know, they get the hand in under there and they're able to, you know, keep breathing. But man, oh, Sterling put him in the headlock and it was game over pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, Sterling really just blitzed him early, got him to the ground, got his back tried the rear naked choke the first time didn't get it flipped him over tried it the second time got under the chin and it was uh it was something else that was a spectacular finish it's honestly surprising that they don't get those more i think oh yeah no, because once you're once you've got them they're pretty helpless what was interesting the the commentators were really talking about the key was getting it so early where they're not sweaty and wet 
Wow. So you're not able to kind of escape that grip right. as much. That's, you're not as slippery. Yep. So they were really early on. They were like, oh, he's in trouble because he's still dry. Like, this is really not what you want. I love learning those little nuances. Oh, I know. And See, those I had it on mute. Kinda, I missed out right, again. You missed that. Those two were kind of toss-ups, and uh, I was on the wrong side of both those toss-ups. So those were your two losses mm -hmm. uh, yep. on the entire UFC slate, right? Yeah, that's right. And then uh, I, I, I did take my own advice of live betting on Magni. Now, what happened was my strategy was he's going to get a takedown and then a live bet on him. Well, he didn't get the takedown, but towards the end of round two, where clearly Rocco Martin was kind of winning the fight, I felt like, yeah, he's winning, but he hasn't done enough. There's still a nice opening for Magni, who was the favorite coming in. I think at this point I got him at like plus 143. And then he dominates the third round and ends up winning the decision. So I felt really good about that. Bet. Nice, nice. Yeah. Good one, good one. And we closed it out with Sean O'Malley, one of the uh, most exciting young guys in all of the UFCs. Looked like he was a character straight out of a video game with his, like, rainbow-colored cornrows. Um, and, yeah, I took the TKO, KO, or DQ for him. That was just minus 121. In retrospect, I wished I'd parlayed that into a first round KO mm. uh, because there we got our first walk-off knockout. Yes. Um, that was insane. And another like, so he fakes him with the right, makes him think he's coming low with the right, then fakes with the left, and then finally throws a punch and comes over the top with the right and just, Ow. I mean, Good night. that was nasty. Yeah. yeah. Fun slate as, as they all are. Slate. Yep. yep um, I'd agree. Not the best one we've seen no to be no. sure but total still a really good one they're always fun producer ali has something to say right we have a comment on here from facebook jeff says i love the broncos pod but i can't forgive rk for what he said about texas barbecue being the lowest and he also uh, left a comment on the abs pod talking about how you really disappointed him with that take oh no i'm quite sorry it's just the that <laughs> Texas barbecue thinks that they don't need sauce. And it's just like, mm. and you yes, are you a do. sauce man. I'm a, I'm a sauce guy. Through Some might say you're a sauce master. Some might say I'm sauce too sauce. loyal to the sauce. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I agree. Right. right. I was literally just telling Andre before this, that I will, I'll pick a meal based off the sauce that I want to eat, not mm -hmm. the food I want to eat. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, Oh, some Frank's sounds really good right now. Give right. me uh, what, what's going right. to go good with Frank's. So, Sorry, but use more sauce. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, then we've got Namya says, came to just give you a like and say hello. Well, hello. Thank you. Thanks and for then, tuning in. Uh, Chris Hill, of course, is on here, but he's talking KBO. So once you guys get to that, I'll, I'll read his comments. Okay. Right. Oh, and it. we are going to get to KBO. But first, I want to talk a little bit about this, and maybe we'll get into it more with one of our Nuggets guys later. But mm -hmm. uh, DraftKings did come out with some futures yep. for the basketball season that is going to resume on July 31st. Yep. And I'm just going to go right to what I think is the moneymaker here. And it's to make the playoffs. So as we know, there's uh, they're going to play eight games. And then if one team is within uh, four games. If the ninth seed is, is within, within four games of the eighth seed. Then right. they will have a little, uh, what do you call it, play-in? It's a play-in game, right. And the eighth seed just needs to win one to go to the playoffs. The ninth seed would have to win two. 
interesting yeah. format. It's yeah. like something you drew up in the, in the basement playing like a video game tournament <laughs> with really your friends. Is. Right. Um, your, your younger sister needed a bit of a better odds. So that's what we're going to get. Right. Her, you know, so within this, you have the New Orleans Pelicans and everything about this format is designed to get the New Orleans Pelicans into the playoffs. <laughs> that's right. It's what they want so badly yeah. because they want Zion versus LeBron. Who does it? Uh, how do you make a one eight uh, matchup mm-hmm. exciting? You put Zion versus LeBron. That's what they want. Yeah. And as I said last week, the NBA has more control over the outcomes. I don't if you don't want to hear it, I'm sorry. But NBA referees have more control over the outcomes of the games than any other referees, except for maybe umpires. They maybe can def- soccer, I was gonna say, but I mean major four sports, I don't think it comes even but close. Soccer, the referees don't don't get involved nearly as much you know there's not that many very there's not very many except for like penalties and stuff you don't have truly game-changing calls the way that you do with the nba where you know a a goaltending call here or there can really change the entire game so i'm not i'm not making any accusations (laughs) i'm just saying if the nba wants this to happen kind of make it happen especially with no crowds like really getting on the rest <laughs> yeah. like, oh my keeping god them accountable wow another the other side of this is will the players be chirping so much at the refs oh yeah but again if a ref has been told like hey just remember we're trying to get zion in the playoffs here sometimes i think they don't even have to communicate it it's just known <laughs> there's no paper trail it's just like hey They're you know do what's right do that, it. like Sports Central special they did for twelve hours on Zion's first game in the NBA. Yeah, like, was, did you see this? Did you see Zion? You remember when? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and of course, you got to get my guy JJ Redick into the playoffs because he's never missed the playoffs oh. in his entire career. Oh. Um. Anyways, the Pelicans to make the playoffs. Yep. As the NBA so desperately wants them to, mm-hmm. is plus four hundred. Now they're three and a half games out of the eight seed. So they've got eight games to make up some ground yep. and make sure that they are the nine. Yep. And I guarantee you, if they're the nine, they're getting in. But oh, you think there's no? <laughs> yeah. Like if they make it that far, they're gonna win two games and get in. But I'm. I just. I like this. It's. It's the outcome that the league wants to happen. You're getting four to one odds on it. I mean, it's definitely the outcome the league wants to happen. The only concern would be John ja Morant and those pesky Memphis Grizzlies. But yeah, I mean, they're right there. I've, I'm with you. I like the Pelicans better in a series. The other concern here, and I bet once we get the numbers from DraftKings, we'll find that there's going to be a, a decent mu- amount of uh, wise guy funds being put on the San Antonio Spurs at plus 1,300 to make the playoffs. So how far out are they? Have they are only you? a half game behind the Pelicans. So if the Pelicans so are three four. and a half, they're four games out. Yeah. But they're also, there are several teams in front of them, like the Pelicans, like the Trailblazers. So, and that's the other thing we need to remember here is for the ninth seed, my understanding is those will be the usual tiebreakers we would usually have. So, you know, if they have the same record as the Pelicans, they could be, you know, knocked out for some dumb tiebreaker or what have you. Like the right. record in their division, or whatever. yeah, 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 and that's interesting. the The nine seed, eight seed thing is great on paper, but what yeah. if like a bunch of teams are tied for the nine seed? Why can't we just keep play play head to heads? 
because eventually they want the Lakers, they want LeBron and Giannis back on the court. You know, it's true. But <laughs> I, I'm down for some tiebreaker games, Jaw and Zion, and I'm down too. I mean, because again, once we got these odds, these were both the ones that we went to. It's true. These are the interesting ones. Is there a question? Uh, there's, there's, there's a few comments on here. We've got Dragon um, saying, honestly, league champion is much more fair with referee than NBA in the NBA. Some players like Harden, LeBron, Donkic, et cetera, have better protection than Jokic. Um, and then Very true. Dan said Spurs play Nuggets twice in those eight games. That's they aren't true. making the playoffs. Oh, they do play the Nuggets twice. That is true. But I mean, if, better if, the Nuggets than Lakers or Clippers, I would argue, you know, not that. If... Jokic got the and one calls that someone like Harden or those other guys get. He'd average thirty a game. I might hate watching the Nuggets if that was the case. And I and that's sort of what <laughs> I was gonna get to next yeah. is it's the LeBron effect. LeBron does not get protection from the referees. Honestly, it's right. the other way around right. in my opinion. The referees know if we call every time someone slaps LeBron on the arm when he's going to the hole, we're gonna spend the whole game right at the free throw line and. I think Jokic is getting kind of the bully treatment mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, you're already bigger and stronger than everyone more and more skilled. skilled. Yeah. Uh, maybe not, you know, people don't think he's maybe stronger than most people on the court, but on any given night, there's yeah. a good chance he's going to be the strongest dude on the court. Yeah. And so they're just like, we can't call everything with you under the basket. It's kind of the old Shaq treatment. Yeah, like totally. We, we're, we're just making a decision. We're not going to call 50 fouls with Shaq in the post. Right. Especially Shaq <laughs> because no one wanted to watch Shaq at the free throw line <laughs> right, all exactly. night anyway. Exactly. Okay. Uh, do you have any other ones that intrigue you here? I, again, we'll probably get into this more in depth with one of the Nuggets guys, but I couldn't, I couldn't uh, not talk about this Pelicans bet because I think no, the Pelicans are juice is all over it. And I think you got to get it early because I could see this rising and rising and rising for a little bit. Yeah, it's just crazy to see the magic at minus 10,000 um, to make the playoffs. But I guess that's the case. I mean, the Wizards are five and a half games out. They pick six games so that the East could at least have one non-playoff team in the mix for the regular right, season. Right. So nothing, nothing to report there. No, but uh, I'm intrigued by the Pelicans. I'm intrigued by the Spurs. All right, well, we will get into KBO, but quickly a message from our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. As you guys know, we're working with DraftKings Sportsbook, so make sure you download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use the code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. The deposit bonus requires a 25x playthrough and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's get into these KBO picks, Andre. Let's- you're feeling it on the KBO of recent. Yes. So uh, I'll let you guide us here. I think we're going to disagree on at least one pick here. Oh, Ali's got something for us. Real quick, I got to um, yeah, give you right? Chris Hill's yeah. comment. He said, when y'all get to the KBO, Bears starter making first ever oh, KBO we know. start against Dinos, that scares me a bit. Is what he said. That's so yes, perfect. He just yes, set us. Chris. Well, he just set us up perfectly because this is exactly what we wanted to talk about first. Yep. That's exactly why I wanted to read it before you guys got started. There you <laughs> go. Basically, should have a writing title for this show at this point. Well what? done, Mister Hill. Okay, but he says it scares him a little bit. 
In uh, what way? In what way, Chris? In, in what way? Because it scares both of us in different ways. That's right. That's the great dilemma. Well, well, tell the people because uh, they, they've forgotten your theory. Clearly. Okay. I have a theory on first-time starters and first-time goalies. First-time starters MLB as well, or is this a KBO? Oh, no. This goes to the MLB. Oh, okay. So okay. there's no scouting report True. on these guys, True. especially in the KBO. I, mm-hmm. I'm certain they don't have a good scouting report. And because of that, mm-hmm. I think that these guys always come in and pitch really well. And you see it in the MLB happen. You know, maybe they go five innings, but right. it's right. they're just they're fooling these other guys. And then in hockey, this a similar thing happens. Mm-hmm. This third string goalie gets called up from the AHL. No right. one really knows his holes and all that sort of thing. And so- suddenly he throws out a shutout or a one goal. So first time starters and first time starters at goalie uh, for me always get an under so i am going Mm. under and this is a high number under six and a half for the dinos tonight i think uh my guy the rookie stifles him 18 year old kid gonna gonna pop onto the scene that is interesting i am staying away altogether so i'm heeding your advice i'm not betting on the kid i'm not betting against him i am just staying away entirely did we find out what chris hill thought he said he is going to shut down the dinos. There we wow. go. There we go. My <laughs> God. Crazy. And the dinos, of course, best team in the league, super explosive. I kind of think you guys are crazy. I'm adding dinos over six and a half. You're you're I'm doing you're it. You're fading I'm going us. against you and Chris. Yes. Wow. I'm doing it. It's right honestly here. rude. Live on the show, it is. I would agree with that. Let me write it in my notes. Dinos over five and a six and a half. Six that and a half. Gee, that is a little rough, but the kids never played before. The KBO, this isn't some willy-nilly league. You come in as a 19-year-old first start, you just blow it up. Oh yes. Oh um, yes, it is. Fine. We'll find out. Yeah. Uh I, if there was an if there was an alternate line yes. here where I could go under three and a half, I'd take that too. Okay. I uh I like it. I am. I'm now realizing that what really did well for me on the Friday picks were a bunch of unders, especially on the Eagles under. And yet I'm going with the Eagles over here. This is an interesting one. We've got Eagles Giants playing each other. They're getting a lot of respect from the sports book because they have two foreign pitchers. As we know, the foreign pitchers are the big money pitchers. And yet these AKA guys haven't been Joe-ish. good. Jokish, exactly. Jokish is not one of these pitchers, though. And the Giants pitcher, Samson, has really struggled, which is why I'm taking the Eagles to get him and go over three and a half. Oh, wow. It's only three and a half there. Only three and a half. Yep. That is juicy. I have the over nine in the game. Uh, which total. I kind of like. Yeah, yeah which, I, which I like as well. I think this is a 10 or 11 run type of game. Yeah. Um, you hope for a blow up and you know get yep. the 17 on one side or whatever that's right but that's why i am keeping the giants in the fold here because i think that just the fact that you know you can combine these two teams right, here right right uh I, I always there's it always seems like once or twice a night in the kbo there's a bullpen that blows up and you never know where it's gonna that's come from that's true that's true i do i do trust this eagles pitcher a little more and i am a little reluctant you know the sports book giving these uh foreign pitchers a little respect does make me back off a little but i uh i like your reasoning there tigers whiz is one where i'm taking the over 10 and a half here 
not a good pitching matchup. Um, you know, two pitchers have nice winning records. It's a four and two record against a four and one, but the ERA is over four uh, for both guys. And yeah, those are pretty good offenses. So I'm taking Tigers Wiz to go over 10 and a half. Awesome. Last one I've got here is the LG Twins taking on SK Wyverns. I've got LG over five and a half. I'm taking the over for that game. That's over nine and a half. I will also be taking Heroes Lions. This is an under, under 10 here. Nice little pitching matchup uh, for for both squads. So I like that under there. That's what worked for me uh, last weekend. And yeah, right. I am. Uh, I'm fading you guys. So there you go. So how many stuff on the board? Five. Okay. Five. Five. Yeah. Okay. Five for you. Three for me. A classic night. That's how we normally do. Let's uh, let's go. I'm big on the odd number. Uh, you know, I, the, the three and three over the weekend did sit right with me. I hear you. I, I hear you. you know, I honestly rather be three and four. Mm. Mm, oh, I, I want a decision here. No ties. Okay. Well, here your decision is coming, I suppose. Yeah. So there we go. Well, nice. that's my three. So beautiful. There we go. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us on this edition of DNVR Bets Daily. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>